So today we'll be asking the question, how can we be more gentle? How can we be more gentle? In my experience, within society, gentleness has often been associated with weakness. But I think nothing could be further from the truth. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the civil rights activist who practiced non-violent resistance, gives us an incredible insight into the contemporary meaning of the word gentleness. In a letter after a children's march, he wrote this. We must say to our white brothers all over the South who try to keep us down, we will match your capacity to inflict suffering with our capacity to endure suffering. We will meet your physical force with soul force. We will not hate you, and yet we cannot in all good conscience obey your evil laws. Do to us what you will. Threaten our children, and we will still love you. He continued. Say that we are too low, that we are too degraded, Yet we will still love you. Bomb our homes and go by our churches early in the morning. And bomb them if you please. And we will still love you. We will wear you down by our capacity to suffer. In winning the victory, we will not only win our freedom. We will also appeal to your heart and your conscience that we will win you in the process. Profound words, beautiful words. And I think they capture something of what gentleness means. So what do we need to know about the passage today? The Greek word gentleness, and forgive my Greek here, the Greek word gentleness is preotes, and apparently it is a very difficult word to translate because it captures being surrendered, being teachable and being considerate all at once. The philosopher Aristotle defined preotes as the midpoint between excessive anger and excessive angerlessness. The quality of a person who is always angry at the right time and never at the wrong time. Is it me or is this becoming difficult to understand what gentleness means? One helpful definition of gentleness is to understand it as strength under control. Commentators often describe biblical gentleness as being like a wild stallion that has been tamed or broken in. The tamed stallion still possesses all the power it once had when it was wild, but now the stallion is brought under control and made useful to the master. Strength under control. As we have seen, it is unhelpful to associate the word gentleness with being weak, wimpy, or passive. Because in scripture, the only two characters who are described as being gentle, as far as I know, are Moses and Jesus. I'm sure you would agree, neither of them were weak, wimpy or passive. 
Jesus was and is full of power and strength. And at the same time, humble and gentle at heart. Jesus personifies strength under control. Most of us want to have friends. I do. Do you? Most of us want to be liked by other people and accepted. And if some of us are really honest, we want to be admired for something. Don't we? Presumably, the key ingredient to having friends is that we have to be likable. But how can we become more likable? I believe the fruit of gentleness helps us to be more likable and appealing to others. You with me? We're going to explore six ways to cultivate gentleness in our lives, but not just for the purpose of becoming more likable, but for the purpose of revealing Christ, because we want to be more like him, showing others what he is like and practicing strength under control. Firstly, practicing gentleness means being understanding. The Apostle Paul says, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. It is important to imagine the lived experiences of others. How do we treat others? Are we understanding or demanding? And are we aware of their feelings and the challenges that they may be facing? Looking beyond our own agenda or our own immediate needs may take effort and discipline. But when others feel that we genuinely understand them and their lived experiences, we reflect the love of Christ. People felt that Jesus understood them because he took the time to empathize and comprehend their pain and their troubles. Can you see the importance of learning to be understanding? Secondly, practicing gentleness means being gracious. Again, the Apostle Paul says, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. That's Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. We must be gracious and not judgmental, harsh or abrasive. Gracious. The more we recognize God's grace towards us, the more gracious we will be. Have you ever had a judgmental attitude towards someone else? Having a judgmental attitude is dangerous to us because an inward sense of superiority can emerge. Jesus' reaction to the woman caught committing adultery was sensitive and protective. Jesus defended her in front of the religious authorities and in front of her own community. And after the crowds had dispersed, he graciously helped her privately. Grace 
is something that God shows to all of us, grace. So we must learn to be gracious as his disciples. Thirdly, practicing gentleness means being tender. One definition of tenderness is to display warmth and affection towards someone. Gentleness is a mark of spiritual maturity and is a qualification for spiritual leadership. That's from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 24 and 25. Practicing tenderness means being kind, friendly, peaceful, and gentle with everyone, even those who disagree with us. Tenderness means being soft-hearted towards people. We must be soft-hearted, even with people who compare themselves to us, complain about us, or even criticize us. It's a natural response to feel insecure and threatened by someone's disapproval. But remember, when treated unfairly, we share in solidarity with Jesus because Jesus was treated unfairly. We mustn't harden our hearts. God wants our hearts to be soft, soft and tender. Do you have a soft and tender heart? God desires your heart to be soft and tender. We must learn to be tender-hearted. Fourthly, practicing gentleness means being teachable. The Apostle James said, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. That's from James chapter 1, verse 19. If we want to be a gentle person, we must listen more and be open to accepting correction. It's challenging, isn't it? We don't like to be corrected, but we must be soft-hearted and open to accept correction. Proverbs says, if you accept correction, you will be honored. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 18. Being teachable means not becoming angry when our thinking is challenged. We are lifelong learners. We are all lifelong learners. And gentleness involves being willing to learn from others and admitting when we're wrong or at fault. It's good to be honest when we've made mistakes. It's good. And it wins us friends. It's good to be inquisitive and have a hunger for growth through learning. We must keep asking questions. Don't stop asking questions. Because when we think we have all the answers, we move away from being teachable to becoming unreachable. We don't want that. We don't want walls put around our heart. We want soft and tender hearts, don't we? Open to receive what the Holy Spirit wants to say. Ready to learn from God, from people who we least expect to learn from. Children. I don't know about you, but I learn so much through my children. Children. 
The nature of a disciple is to be a lifelong learner as we follow the master, Jesus. We must learn to be teachable. Fifthly, practicing gentleness means being respectful. It is imperative that as disciples we practice gentleness with each other. But it is especially important when engaging with unbelievers. Respecting other people means honoring them and being courteous about their feelings, ideas, or beliefs. We must honor their right to be treated in a respectful way. I'm sure we all know this. The Apostle Peter says, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord, and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. The manner in which we deliver a message often speaks as powerfully as the words we communicate. If we want people to know Jesus, we mustn't use the gospel as a sledgehammer, beating them with it. I don't think so anyway. We must live the gospel and love people into the family of God. Then we earn trust and we earn the right to speak the gospel truth into their lives. Are you with me? Theologian D.T. Niles said, this is humbling, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Jesus respected other people's perspectives, even if he didn't agree with them. He was gentle, and he wants us to be gentle in the way we tell others about him. Because he wants us to connect with people. He wants our heart of love to connect with their heart. When we share our faith with others, we must respect them and be clear that even though they may not know Jesus yet, we accept them and we do not reject them. I believe one of the most effective ways to share the gospel with unbelievers is to surround them with love, acceptance, friendship, and to be gentle with them. We must learn to be respectful. Sixthly and finally, practicing gentleness means being self-controlled. There's lots we could say about this, and I'm sure we may at times struggle with being self-controlled. The Apostle Peter tells us, Jesus did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God the Father, who always judges fairly. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23. Jesus endured his illegal trial in silence, and he didn't react to Pilate's confrontations because he knew exactly who he was who he is, the Son of God. Gentleness is the ability to handle hurt without retaliation. It is the ability to absorb the blow without striking back. And Jesus called it turning the other cheek 
Have you ever allowed someone else's words or actions to affect your emotions? I have. Remember, gentleness is strength under control. And it means not allowing other people to control our emotional state. You may be thinking, that's impossible. That's too hard. How do I do that? Naturally, it seems impossible not to react to the offences of others. But we have supernatural help through the Holy Spirit, whose power is at work in our lives. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the numerous civil rights movement, movement activists demonstrated incredible levels of self-control in the fight against oppression and they are an inspiration of how to do this gentleness is gentleness is strength and power under control therefore we must learn to be self-controlled i've thrown a lot at us this morning how can we remember all of this? How can we be more likable? How can we be more like Jesus? By practicing gentleness. And how can we be more gentle? By being understanding, gracious, tender, teachable, respectful, and self-controlled. And remember this. If you forget everything else, remember this. Gentleness is strength under control. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to be more like Jesus every day and in every way. Help us to cultivate the fruit of gentleness in our lives. Help us to be understanding Help us to be more gracious, more tender, more teachable, more respectful. And help us to be self-controlled as we follow you. Thank you that you love each and every one of us. And you never give up on us. And Lord, we follow you to the very end. In Jesus' name, amen.